Welcome to the Breezy Babies Podcast, where we talk about all things boobs, babies, and breastfeeding. This is episode 50, Avoiding Engorgement. I'm Bree, the IBCLC, and I made Breezy Babies with you in mind to help ease your transition into parenthood. Becoming a parent changes your life in every way imaginable. Bumps in the road are going to come up as you move into your new role, but my goal is to help smooth out those bumps and help you become the most confident parent you can be. With good education and support, I know you can meet your breastfeeding and parenting goals. Let's do this together. Hey, hey there. It's Brie back in my basement closet chatting with you wherever you are in the world. Um, This is so fun to be able to chat with you. If you hear a vacuum going in the background, that's because my husband is vacuuming the house. While I am recording my podcast, my kids are outside jumping on the trampoline. And so I would much rather be doing this than vacuuming my house. (laughs) So thank you for the excuse to get out of that. I hope that you are having a great day. I'm so excited for this episode today. This um, topic was suggested by one of you. You sent me a DM on Instagram and said, hey, do you have a podcast episode just on engorgement? And I'm sure I've talked about engorgement and different things like that throughout different episodes, but I don't have a specific episode just on engorgement. So I said, hey, let's do it. (laughs) Sounds great. Um, And I've had other requests come in as well for topics in the future. I have my girl Allegra from Aloha Nutrition that's working on an episode on pre and postnatal vitamins that's coming down the chute. I also have another fun guest episode that I think I will schedule for next week that will be a fun surprise. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you about that one yet, Um, but it's going to be good. So lots of fun things coming, but today is going to be all about engorgement. It's just going to be me talking to you. And, you know, it was so fun right before I hopped on to record this episode, I saw someone purchased my pre-recorded workshop, my Latch 101 workshop. And I just want to invite any of you who are listening to this podcast episode, especially if you are pregnant. My Latch 101 workshop is so, so good. It's an hour and a half It's only $19 and it teaches you everything you wanted to know and more about how to get a good latch from your baby from the very beginning and also what to do if your baby won't latch in the beginning. We talk about all that and here's a pro tip for you since you are my podcast listener. I have a second pre-recorded workshop that's called More Milk 101 and it's all about how to have a rockin' milk supply from the very, very beginning. Even right after delivery, the first days after giving birth, all of the above. 
So those two workshops work really well. They go hand in hand. And if you watch both of them together, it's almost three hours of content. And it basically is a full breastfeeding course. Like if you were to go to your local hospital and take a breastfeeding course, I used to teach those classes in my own local hospital. So I know it's not only like that, but even better because we really dive deep and it just gets you feeling a hundred percent confident from that first moment in the delivery room with your latch, with your milk supply. And here's the pro tip for you. <laughs> Get back on track here. If you purchase the latch 101 for $19, you will have a link to leave me a review to let me know what you thought about the workshop, what you liked, what you could see for improvement. If you fill out that really short and sweet survey, then I give you a $15 code to use on my website. So you could totally use that and apply it for the more milk workshop. And then it only ends up being like four bucks for the more milk workshop. And then bam, you spent what? $23 to take a breastfeeding course. And just so you know, the videos that you get are um, uploaded on my private video page. And so you can go back and rewatch them as many times as you want. It's not just a one time you watch it and then you're done. It is yours to keep. So there you have it. That's always available on my breezybabies.com website. <laughs> I almost couldn't say the name of my own website for a second there. And from time to time, I teach live workshops. But sometimes it's got nice to have the pre-recorded because you can buy it whenever you want instead of waiting for me to teach a live class. So there you have it. Perfect class for you to watch at home in your jammies. You don't even have to go anywhere and you get to learn everything you need to know about breastfeeding success. <laughs> also, before we dive in, I wanted to share a podcast review with you. I just also happened to log on to my Apple podcast and saw that this review had just recently come in and it is from my girl, Katie Burnson. Do you mind if I call you Katie B? <laughs> in high school, I had a friend on my dance team who we just always called her Katie B. So that's really what I want to call you, but you just tell me if it's not okay if I call you that. Anyway, Katie came actually to my live workshop and it is now the workshop that is recorded and sold on my website. She was actually there. So this is the review that she left me on Apple podcast. She titled it the best exclamation point, exclamation point. She said, finding this podcast changed my life. I struggled so much with breastfeeding my first baby and after following Brie on Instagram and attending her online workshops along with listening to this podcast, I have been able to breastfeed my second baby with no problems at all. I would encourage anyone who is pregnant or breastfeeding to listen to this podcast. I couldn't be more grateful for everything Brie has taught me. So perfect. Thank you so much, Katie B for not only coming to my workshop, 
but listening to this podcast and leaving a review that helps me so much. I love to get your feedback. I love when you leave me reviews that really helps me out so much. So thank you so much. Whew, I feel like I'm out of breath. This happens when I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm not that pregnant, you guys. I'm, um, let's see, I'm 19 weeks pregnant, I think, about around there. And actually, the day that this podcast episode comes out, I will be at my big 20-week ultrasound. So, I'm only about halfway there, but I just feel like I get out of breath kind of easy. Do you feel the same? <laughs> so don't mind if I'm breathing a little heavy today. All right. I know you're so ready to talk about engorgement. You're so ready to hear my top three tips when it comes to engorgement. So enough about all that stuff. Let's jump right in. So first I want to kind of paint a picture for you. Okay. Let's say you delivered at the hospital, you spent a night or two there, and now you are back at home. It's your first night at home all on your own, and your baby slept a little bit longer than you planned. The nights before, your baby would wake up and cry and tell you that it was time to eat about every two and a half hours, even through the night. So you didn't really think to set any alarms or anything. And now that you're back home, you went a four hour stretch in the night and you wake up in a panic. <laughs> and the reason that you're in a panic is because your breasts feel so full that they feel like they are about to burst, just burst wide open. And you think, oh my gosh, how long has it been? You're grabbing for your phone. You're checking for the time. You're thinking back, when is the last time that my baby ate? Has it been an hour, two hours, three hours? Oh my gosh, it's been four hours. Where's my baby? <laughs> I need your help to get this milk out because my breasts feel like they are about to explode. <laughs> Have any of you done that as well? Or is it just me? <laughs> that feeling when you wake up after a little bit of a longer stretch in the night and you just feel like your breast can't get any more full of milk. That is exactly what breast engorgement is all about. It's this swelling in your breasts that is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> which is kind of your body's way of telling you, um, we need to get milk out a little bit sooner. <laughs> this isn't quite working out because nobody likes feeling that kind of throbbing, painful feeling in their breasts when they're just so tender, so full, and so engorged. So to kind of add on to that story, you might have a couple nights where you are feeling so full and so engorged. And then let's fast forward to when your baby is, let's say 10 days old. Okay. And all of a sudden your breasts don't feel as full anymore. They don't feel like they're about to burst all the time when you go a little bit 
of a longer stretch in between feats. Now, what is so easy to jump to in your mind? Oh my gosh, my milk is gone. Where is my milk? Why don't I have as much milk as I did before? Am I not doing things right? Is my baby not getting enough? Is my supply going down? What do I do? Do I need to supplement? This is a really common concern. And I'm here to tell you that breast engorgement that happens in the first couple of days, it is meant to go away. (laughs) It's a good thing because like I said, engorged breasts are painful. They are tender. They don't feel great. It doesn't, it's not a great feeling to feel like your breasts are about to just explode with milk. So we like it that after those first few days, maybe a week of engorgement, your body kind of figures things out and it starts to regulate a little bit so that you don't feel so full and engorged all the time. It does not mean your milk is gone. It does not mean that you need to supplement. It does not mean that anything has gone wrong. This is a normal process. Now you might be asking, why does this happen? (laughs) Why does this period of extreme engorgement happen after having a baby? So what happens inside your body is as your milk is slowly transitioning from colostrum, those first few drops that you have in the first few days, Um, And that's all you need, by the way, for your baby. Colostrum is the perfect, perfect first food for your baby. Over the next couple of days, you start to have a little bit more milk volume and your body is saying, okay, here we go. (laughs) That placenta is out. We had this shift in hormones and what we're getting is the message that we need to make some milk. So you start to have more milk volume, more milk supply in your breasts, but it's not only that you just have more blood flowing into your breasts and more of that extracellular fluid that's coming in and saying like, Hey, we're here. What's going on? We're here to help. And I'm going to talk to you today about how you can do some simple breast massage to gently ease out that blood, that lymphatic fluid out of your breasts so that it's not clogging things up so that your milk can still come out of your breast and you don't feel so full and so uncomfortable. Okay, here's a side note. I said that engorgement after giving birth can last a few days or up to a week, but Here's the thing. It won't last as long if you properly treat it. And I'm going to teach you how to do that today. Okay. So no worries there. And another side note, it's not a problem if that engorgement is extending up into your armpit. (laughs) I get messages about this all the time. Oh my gosh, I'm full and engorged and it's all the way up into my armpit. What's going on? you actually do have breast tissue up into your armpit. Some people have more than others. It just depends on your anatomy. So yeah, when you are full and engorged, that applies to all that breast tissue, even that's going up to your armpit as well. So when I talk to you about things like breast massage today, which we're going to be getting to right next, you want to get your entire breast involved, even that tissue that goes all the way up into your armpit. Okay. We're making contact with all the milk ducts and helping to clear things out a little bit. Okay. All right. 
So there you have it. There's a little intro into engorgement when it happens, what's going on inside your body. Now let's jump into my top three tips when it comes to managing engorgement. So my tip number one for you is I want you to prioritize hand expression over pumping. Now here's what I mean by that. Um, <laughs> breast pumps can be really great and really helpful, but I find that in those first few days after giving birth, especially when you still don't have a ton of milk volume yet, a breast pump, when you hook it up, can just pull more of that blood and more of that extracellular fluid forward so that things are getting even more gunked up and <laughs> it's making even more of a traffic jam for your breast milk to exit through your nipple. So I'm not a huge fan of using a breast pump for engorgement. Now, what I love more when it comes to engorgement is hand expression and breast massage is the other thing. Okay. Th these two things go hand in hand. And if you do not know how to hand express and you do not know how to do breast massage, you need to hop right on over to my Instagram at breezy babies. And I have highlight bubbles saved on how to do these, or you could also get my pre-recorded workshops on my website. And I really dive deep in these two things, how to do them, when to do them, all that sort of thing. So if you are feeling full and engorged, your breast is so, so full that is going to be really tricky for your baby to latch on properly. Okay. Imagine that someone hands you a balloon and they have filled it up so full. It's to the point where it's literally about to pop. And they say, all right, I want you to get as much of this balloon into your mouth as possible. And you try and you put your mouth on it and it's just so full that you can barely even just get one little piece into your mouth. That's the same with your breast when it's engorged. Now, if you were to say, hey, this balloon's a little too full, I'm gonna let some of the air out, right? You untie it, you let some air out of the balloon, you tie it up again, and you try and put it into your mouth. It's gonna be so much easier to squish to the shape of your mouth so that you can get it into your mouth. I want you to think of that same analogy when it comes to your breast. When your breast is so full and so engorged, if you try and latch your baby, chances are they're just going to get onto the nipple. Now, it's not nipple feeding. <laughs> it's breast feeding. This is really, really important. It's called breastfeeding for a reason. We don't want your baby just to get the nipple in her mouth. So how you let some air out of the balloon, so to speak, before you even latch your baby is you do some breast massage, you hand express out some milk, and then you are good to go. Your baby is going to be able to get a nice deep latch and your nipples are going to be feeling good. You're not going to have the dreaded three B's, the bleeding breakdown and blisters. Uh-uh, we do not want to do that. Again, breastfeeding should not be painful at all. So there you have it. There's my first tip. My second tip for you is that when you're feeling full and engorged, you can put warmth on your breast for up to 20 minutes before you feed or pump. And then you can use coolness or cold for up to 20 minutes after you breastfeed or pump. 
Okay. The reason for that is beforehand, we kind of want to loosen things up, get the milk flowing. And then afterwards, the coolness helps with all that inflammation so that, um, your breasts aren't feeling so angry <laughs> after you pump or feed. Okay. So again, that's warmth for up to 20 minutes before and cool for up to 20 minutes after. If you find that you are an emergent situation where even if you are applying warmth, you are doing breast massage, you are trying to hand express and you're just not getting anything out because your breasts are just so incredibly full, there is something called reverse pressure softening. Okay. Now, this is kind of hard to explain <laughs> something like a podcast, but I'm going to try my best to do it. So how you do this is you want to lay flat on the floor, okay, flat on the floor, and you're going to work on just one breast at a time. You are going to take all four of your fingertips. You can leave your thumbs out of this. We don't need that. <laughs> and you're going to kind of make a circle around your areola, that area around your nipple, with all four of your fingertips. Okay. So we're making as much contact with the areola as possible. And we just press straight down towards your chest wall. Now, what this does is when you are so engorged that your areola has fluid in it, sometimes the breast milk can't come out. And that can become an emergent situation where the women who have to do this are just feeling absolutely miserable. The milk is just so clogged up, it can't come out. So this reverse pressure softening kind of helps to push, gently push that fluid out of the areola so that the milk can come out again. Now that's a little bit more of an advanced <laughs> sort of thing that I would teach. So listen, if you need help with this, there are IBCLCs all over the world. And also, this is really exciting. Next week, about the time that this podcast episode is going to be coming out, I'm going to be fully opening up my virtual consults where you can pay with a healthcare spending account or a flex spending account. And there also will be a handful of insurances that I will be accepting, which is amazing. I wish that I could bill every single insurance, but for the people who um, do have the insurances that I'll be contracted with, it covers a consult plus two follow-ups. More information will be coming about that. I'm just giving you a little sneak peek right now, but pretty much what I'm trying to tell you is get help from an IBCLC. All right. Tip number three is feed, 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 feed. <laughs> or if you're not nursing, um, if you're not breastfeeding, I could say pump, 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 if you're exclusively pumping. But if you have the choice between a breast pump and your baby, your baby is so much better at pulling out breast milk. So I would always choose your baby over a breast pump. So what I mean by feed, 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 feed is don't go long stretches in between feeds, especially when you're feeling full and engorged. Give your baby unrestricted access to your breasts. Now, if you give your baby unrestricted access and they are full, they are done, they are milk junk, and you are still so engorged, 
then sure, go ahead and pull out your breast pump if that is a good fit for you. But first give your baby access to your breast and try not to go long stretches. During the day, it's good to shoot for only about two to three hours in between feeds, but if it's less, great. Let your baby at it. At nighttime, I would suggest not going longer than a four to five hour stretch. Um, and you may not even want to go that long in those first two weeks of your baby being born. But for sure, you don't want to go long stretches at night in those first couple of weeks when you're putting in your order for your milk supply. It's not the right time for that. You always hear things like, hey, eight feeds in 24 hours, but I would shoot for at least 10. At least 10. (laughs) There even have been studies to show that uh, babies, young babies who eat 16 times in 24 hours, that's totally normal and totally great. So again, if you're feeling full and engorged, just give your baby all the access to your breasts. Don't limit feeds. Because remember that full breasts tell your body to decrease milk. And we don't want to be giving your body that message in the first couple of weeks. (laughs) We want to be putting in an order for a good milk supply. Okay, so there you have it. Those top three tips again were number one, hand expression over pumping. Number two, warmth for up to 20 minutes before a feed and and coolness for 20 minutes after. And number three was feed, 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 feed. (laughs) Now, listen, if you are listening to this and you're feeling fullness and engorgement past those first days and week after giving birth, if this is something that is long lasting for you, you may likely have an oversupply of milk. (laughs) For you, I would 100% suggest working with an IBCLC because I never give suggestions on how to decrease milk, which by the way, I usually like to say normalize milk supply instead of decrease because that always makes moms so nervous when I say decrease milk supply. But really with moms who have oversupply, I just like to normalize your supply so that you're not feeling so full and uncomfortable all the time. So I never give tips on how to decrease or normalize milk supply until I have talked with you and I totally know your health history and everything that's been going on. Um, I want to know all that before I give you tips and tricks on how to decrease or normalize your supply. So I'm not going to talk about this on this podcast because I don't think that's smart to do. I think if you do have oversupply, that is the perfect time to work closely with an IBCLC and get you to that sweet spot of just enough milk with a little to spare. That is the sweetest, sweetest spot to be in because trust me, oversupply comes with its own little bundle of problems. And that's hard for moms with under just under supply to understand. They think, oh, how could too much milk be a problem? It can be because if you're constantly having engorgement, that leads to clogged guts and that leads to mastitis. Not a fun thing at all. So there you have it. Are you feeling good and confident about engorgement? I hope that you are. Keep those breasts happy, y'all. Your breasts, if you take care of them, 
they will take care of you and they will also take care of your baby as well. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode today. I'll be back again next week for some more fun every Tuesday. I'll be here. Have a great week. Of course, I'm going to leave you with you are strong, you are smart, you are beautiful, and you are a good friend to all. Bye.